0: Thank you for joining us here at Crossword Church for this week's message. Our desire is to see people's lives transform as they develop an authentic relationship with Jesus. We would like to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at MyCrosswordChurch.com. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Years ago, I was in a crisis. Seems like I'm always in some kind of crisis. But years ago, I was in a crisis, and I went before an elder, a wonderful man of God, Reverend Robert Stevens. And he, God bless him. He's home in glory with the Father. But I told him, I'm having a hard time reading my word. And I love reading the word, but I'm having a hard time. And he says, that makes sense. You're you're in a place where you're thinking and you're wrestling with the outcome. You want a quick answer for your crises, and it confounds you. So I'm a firm believer, and I believe pastor's been telling us this, and you may already know it, so I'm just, just a little bit of an underscore. You can't pray and worry at the same time. Now, you can go into prayer worrying, but hopefully when you come out, that worry has been subsided, okay? If not, keep working on it. It is hard, I guarantee you, but you settle yourself. Sometimes, here's a little hint, pray before you pray. Just start practicing, warm up, and then get into your prayer. And when, and Reverend Stevens told me this, he said, you know, in James, when you pray, have the lamenting conversations with Father God. What does that mean? Lament wrestle with them. Say, I don't know. Daddy, look at what they're doing. Daddy, did you see what they did? Daddy, how could you allow that? You know, wrestle with them. He's big enough to take it and then give you an answer. But here's the key. You got to wait on the answer. Prayer is not a monologue. It's more of a dialogue with the Father. And we know in any good communication, when we care about one another, we come before them and we share our hearts with our spouses and others. And we wait and we listen, so waiting. You know, Daniel, in the book of uh, Daniel chapter 10, I'm gonna key it up here. He went before God, and Daniel prayed three times a day. Three times a day. And, and I believe Pastor Ike's gonna come in a few minutes and he's going to, you know, expound on this. What does it mean to pray without ceasing? How many of us are praying 24 seven? every minute of the day okay good glad that sin isn't in the house (laughs) you're honest i'm not praying 24 7 what did the apostle paul mean he meant make it a lifestyle you know keep it you know in your heart work on it constantly bring everything before the father you know the throne of grace and trust it you can't pray without believing Pray and believe, and I guarantee you I am a witness that anything that I'm going through or went through, God has delivered me through better than what I would have expected. I can't. That's not hyperbole. That's not an exaggeration. That is the truth. Not my bank account, not my fancy lawyers, not the great doctors. The doctors are going to do well with the families affected. I mean, our families would do well by considering their prognosis, their diagnosis, their treatments, and everything else. We're going to be prudent with coronavirus. It's just that the doctors don't have all the answers. And God knows Wall Street does not have all the answers. Some folks in Capitol, on Capitol Hill do not have all the answers, and the answers are kind of conflicting sometimes. But God's word is true. Amen? Every one of you are precious in His sight. He 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 guarantees it. It's minted. It is for sure. You can better than bank on it that God loves you and He's got your best intentions in His heart and in His plans for you. But look at Daniel. What happens when you pray? Here's some tests. Here's what challenges our prayer life. You probably have a few, I'm sure, all of us, when you're praying and it's just not working. And the enemy loves that, by the way. The enemy is the one taking and interfering and delaying God's answer. So let's just go ahead and read this verse in Daniel 10, 12 through 14. And remember, Daniel, oh, my God, he's putting full prayer and worship before the king. Jesus, God. Then he said to me, do not fear. This is the angel of the Lord speaking to Daniel. Do not fear, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me For 21 days. Some of us have a hard time waiting 21 minutes for an answer. Okay? But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days, and behold, Michael, the archangel, one of the chief princes, one of God's powerful angels, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to the many days yet to come. So, what's happening here? We're praying, the, we believe in God, anyone, Daniel, David, pick someone, I mean, they, they are prayer warriors, right? And they're praying on their face, so you and I are down here like, what's going on? I'm getting impatient, the rent's due, uh, you know, grandma needs a lung, I don't know, something's going on, my, my husband, my wife, The the craziness of the politics. God, help me. Help me. And what seems like crickets. So here's Daniel, powerful man of God, putting his prayer out, and God answered. But the enemy was doing his job, blocking that signal. You know, like your mail got rerouted. Where's my stimulus check? Went to someone else. Sorry. Just trying to make sure you're listening. So but he answers it, and when he answers it, it's going to be greater, better than you can imagine. So there's a spiritual war going on in the heavenly realm. The, the, you know, the king of Persia, all these folks are fighting up there. There's this big war going on, and we're down here, in my selfishness, like, say, God, give me an answer right now. But I'm not concerned about the bigger picture. you got to know that all things are answered in the spiritual realm. So tap into it. And the way we do that is through prayer. Prayer is our lifeline. It's essential. It's as essential as air for the life of a Christian. Okay? And when we go to him, as in this passage in Daniel 10, we go to him, Father, approach the throne of grace humbly. Now, don't get fancy. Pastor will tell you. Keep it simple when you pray. Don't get eloquent. You don't have to. Just go back and read in Matthew 6 about how not to pray. Just groan. God hears it. He, he knows what we need before we ask. But you have to knock, ask, seek. You have to apply. Be intentional. Get on your knees, whatever you do, but pray. And don't try to compartmentalize it and put it off the last thing you do or maybe when you're in trouble. I would start right now praying. Amen? So, uh, I want to just break down this scripture, if you don't mind. Thank you for uh, indulging me on that. I don't want to frighten you. I just want to excite you. I I want you to be, as Jim was calling out, Brother Jim, in his praise time, we got to be in awe of God. We got to come expecting. Okay? It's a little more than have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. It's just Imagine it's your dad, your mom. Look at how you feel when your children come to you and they sincerely, with love, just want to hang on your words and look at you and know you have answers and you give them comfort. So we want to apply the AXE model. We've talked about this before. Are we familiar with the AXE model? Some of us, no? Side to side, no? Most of us, yes? The AXE model is this, adoration, number one. So when you approach the throne of grace, when you're talking to the Father, adoration, love on them. If you only have one description for your heavenly Father, I would encourage you to seek out the thousands of attribute. And when we're doing that praise and worship, when we're in that time together and we're meditating on them, just think about them. Awesome, wonderful, deliverer, healer, El Shaddai, Shalom, peace, Jehovah Jireh, and for our pastor and first family and the other families, Jehovah Rapha, healer. I mean, when you pray like that, you know, you can go to someone, you don't recommend a book you haven't read, you don't go to a restaurant to eat where you haven't eaten. It'd be foolish. And again, performance culture may do that. But for us, we can say, I can say, most of us can stand here without a doubt and say, we know the King of kings. And through our own personal trials and deliverance, we know he's true to his word. He's faithful. Adoration. Love on him. And think about how you feel when someone comes to you and just gushes on you for a while. But don't let them do the okey doke, like say, Dad, you're the greatest. Can I borrow fitty? Confession. What is better? for for us individually when we think about it, and certainly with the father or any of us fathers and parents or any of us children, when we just confess ourselves, Instead of doing that little dance, trying to blame everybody else, just come and say, you know, I messed up. I'm sorry, whew, get that off me and mean it, okay? Thanksgiving, it's coming up on the season of Thanksgiving, but it's bigger than that. You give thanks in everything. I praise God for coronavirus. I praise God for coronavirus. I praise God not for the hurt, the loss, the lack, the brokenness of coronavirus. I praise him for the interruption in the way we were working previously. People talk about going back to normal. What? What was normal? Coronavirus is a precipitating event, I do believe. God didn't cause it, but he's going to use it for his good. He's already doing it. He's bringing us back home to reacquaint ourselves with our families. He's, he's cleaned the air a bit with it it's because there are not as many vehicles on the road. I give thanks for that. You know, he, he, he's absolutely getting us to jump on our knees. More people are coming into the church via electronic media. See? Coronavirus. Give thanks in all things. Jesus said, if you, God says, if you, you, you want my blessings, you also have to share my suffering. Okay. Some work, but I bet you're up to the challenge. I'm believing it. And then finally, supplication. And supplication is two parts. Petitioning God for what you need and interceding in the life of others for what they need. Supplication. So what's that called? The axe model. I believe that's going to bless somebody today. You're going to start praying with a little more believing and structure in your life. You're going to put more time. You're going to be intentional about it, and you're going to see how the Father will bless you. And the key for me, and I'm sure with you, is going to be waiting for his answer. Amen? That's what prayer is, power and privilege. That's power. Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. Okay? Amen. So, I'm gonna leave it at that. I was gonna break down how we pray when you look at the Lord's uh, prayer, but I think if you just apply the Acts model and go back on each, go back in Matthew six and read that verse again, you know, uh, the scripture, when the, when the, when the disciples comes and come to Jesus and ask, Lord, how do we pray? And as pastor clarified in his teaching on this, this really wasn't the Lord's prayer. It wasn't for Jesus. He already knew how to pray. He did it every time, even when he was suffering. And in my sanctified imagination, I believe there was a time when he's in his humanity, you know, in the flesh, when Jesus was a little concerned. He says, you know, like in that, you know, Gethsemane, when he says, like, if it be your will, you know, or if there's any other way, take this cup away. But then he he, he knew his mission, but your will, not mine, be done. So so it says to me that Jesus, like all of us, it's okay for us to feel lost or like we have limited power or we're just, you know, sometimes waiting for something or looking for something. It's okay. That's human. But we got to beat that because the enemy will use that against us. And then pretty soon you're not showing up at church and you're not being a blessing. You're not being light and salt to other people. Amen. So be aware there's always a spiritual war going on in our lives. So just go back and read the Lord's Prayer and read it with the idea of acts in mind. Amen? So I just want to thank you for that. I'm, I'm believing that God's going to do a great thing uh, as long as we submit humbly. Don't mess around with the idea of prayer. It's the only thing we got, unless we're out here fronting uh, and then the enemy consumes us and you know, we lose our our, our way, and Jesus is the way. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to come and just share my heart. Uh, just praise God for Brother James' message about prayer and um, the importance of how to approach prayer. And um, this has been a season for myself where prayer has been um, the best way for me to connect with the Lord Um, It's also the biggest thing that the enemy tries to fight me from doing, so I have to acknowledge that. And Brother James is making me think about how, um, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, the enemy can manipulate us into discouraging us from connecting with the Lord. Sometimes we see him, you know, doing outside factors and things to keep us. But it's literally anything and everything can become a distraction if we allow it to. And there are things that are um, holding on to or that are dependent upon our obedience to reading our word and to praying. And when you have faith and when you believe and you know that God can do something you're not going to second-guess pressing in. I was just talking on the way to church today about how when we clock in to work, we don't really second-guess that they're going to pay us two weeks from then. We we clock in, and we know that that direct deposit is going to be coming, so we have to be able to, um, to trust God even greater than that. Um, write down the things that you are praying for because he's going to do it. I promise you he is going to do it. You can believe it, and then you can look back and see all of the, the answered prayers, okay? You know, you can you can hold him to it. So I just wanted to share uh, my heart about prayer, and then I also want to pray over us in this season of prayer that we're going into. Amen. 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 All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you again for the privilege of being able to speak to you, Lord, to be able to bear our hearts and our soul to you, Lord God. We thank you that you are always listening, Lord. We thank you for the plans and the provision that you have already set forth, Lord. I pray that us as believers, as the the church, that we're able to step into um, that belief, Lord God, that we're able to step into the things that you have already provided for us, Lord God. I pray that you continue to forgive us for our transgressions, Lord God, when we miss the mark, Father God. We just thank you that you love us enough to forgive us, Lord God, that there is nothing, there is nothing on this earth that could separate us from you, Lord God. All we have to do is be able to reach out to you and to submit our entire hearts to you, Lord God. We thank you that you love us enough to not let us get away with our mess, Lord God, but you bring it back to us, you bring it back to the forefront and you use it as a learning opportunity, Lord God. You use it to show us how to free up our hearts, Lord, to remove the idols, Lord God, to remove the distractions, Lord God, to allow ourselves to accept what it is that you have called us to do, Lord, to accept you as our Lord and Savior, Lord God. I thank you that you continue to bring things up to our attention, Lord God. Just as Brother James was saying, COVID does not have to be a whole bad thing, Lord God. I thank you for the people who have come to know you in this season, Lord. I thank you that we have been able to acknowledge, Lord, that you were the one that's in control. You are reminding us, Lord, that we must seek you Father God that we must seek you in this season and always you're checking us and showing us and telling us like hey i am the one that's in control all of these things that were governing our lives before lord god you're reminding us that you are the one you are the only one lord god so we thank you and we praise you lord god we pray that we continue to press into your word lord that we continue to empty our hearts of the things that that put distance between us lord god and we fill our hearts with you, Father God. I pray for healing, Lord God, emotionally, physically, Lord God, mentally, Father God, the things that hold us down, Father God, we can give those things to you. I pray that we are able to trust in you, Father God, to give those things to you, Lord. We do not have to live on the terms that this world has set for us but you have limitless bounds for us lord god so all we have to do is trust in you those that are waiting for you waiting to seek you waiting to know you lord god they're depending on our obedience father god so we just thank you for this the plan that you have set forth the fact that you love us enough lord to bring us into a, a season such as this lord god that your desire is for us to be reconciled back to you, Lord God, so you will use anything and everything to make that possible, Father God. So we thank you. We praise you, Lord. We pray to be obedient, Father God, and we love you. We give you all of us, all of us on this day, Lord God. I pray that as we leave today, that our hearts are burdened with the desire to pray, Lord God. Impress it on our hearts to pray with our families Lord before we start to talk or to worry or anything like that allow us to stop and to pray to recognize you in everything every situation Lord God allow us to not be in this battle with our hands tied behind our back Lord God but to stand on the truth in your word Lord and to implement it into this world because you are more powerful than anything on this world Lord God so we thank you and we praise you Father God bless your people, Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, I pray.
2: Amen, amen, amen. amen. I'm gonna uh, share just a little bit more here. Uh, I, I also want to just want to say, amen, and be, you know, close. So I think I think we uh, we got the point. So I'm thankful for what's been what's already been shared and said. And uh, I want to read a scripture to us here this morning, uh, Ephesians 6, verse 18. And this, Ephesians 6, uh, if if you're familiar with that, so Ephesians is in the um, the New Testament, um, and Ephesians is a really small book um, in there. um, So... uh, I could spend a long time trying to tell you how to find it. <laughs> it's in there. You might want to check them in the front and get the page number if you're not able to find it. But Ephesians six verse eighteen. I'm just going to read one verse out of there, okay? And uh, and this this portion of scripture is is uh, where we talks about the armor of God, right? Being strong in this, in the Lord is mighty power. Putting on the full armor of God. I guess I'm going to read a little bit more than one verse, right? Um, so we can take stand against the the uh, the devil's schemes it struggles not against flesh and blood, right? And it talks about uh, taking on, uh, standing firm, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to this, taking up the shield of faith, uh, and then also uh, taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So all these things are taking place in these, in these verses here. But after all that, talking about like the, the, um, the armor of God, there's this, all that is followed up with this verse here, verse 18. It says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And pray in the Spirit on all, all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Stop for a second. So we're talking about the sword of the spirit, we're talking about faith, we're talking about the truth, we're talking about all these different things. And then it brings it all together by saying, And praying the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, to be alert. Being alert. When I read this this last week and I'm like reading it, I'm like, sometimes prayer and being alert seem like the opposite things, right? Sometimes when I pray, it's like I'm gonna pray, I just got quiet. Or I'm gonna pray, that means I need to slow down. Prayer and alert. But the word talks to us and tells us to, to be alert as we pray. Like, what's the difference like in your life if you are aware or alert versus when you're not aware and alert? That's a pretty big difference, right? Maybe like a really big difference. Especially if you've got a little puppy in the house, then it's a really big difference to be alert and aware. You've got a little kid in the house, alert and aware. You're driving a car, alert and aware is good. Uh, I was driving down the road, I'm just gonna make it a little bit too real. I was driving down the road and I came over and I decided I would give my children an example to see how I spoke to authority. Because when the police pulled me over, I said, now this is, this is how you do it. I'm going to keep my hands up on the wheel. See, this is, I'm going to talk to them nicely. I'm going to do all these things. And they're like, why are you getting pulled over? I was like, be, be quiet. Just be quiet, you know. And the officer asked me the question. He said, uh, and they do that, right? They ask you questions. He said, how fast, how fast were you going? Ah, you know, so I'm thinking I'm going to be, I'm not going to play that, right? I said, well, I'm not sure. He said, that's the wrong answer. And I'm thinking, that's the only one I got. He said, that's the wrong answer. He said, so you mean that you weren't paying attention while you're driving? I was like, oh, well, I mean, I was, he said, I think I need you to give me a number. And I'm like, I got to come up with a number. But I had not looked down to see. So I, I wasn't alert. And I was found out. And every time we drive over that bridge, my children remind me of that. (laughs) Drove over that bridge this morning just waiting for it, someone say. Isn't that what? Yes, 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 it was. But when we pray, we're called to be alert, to be aware. Not only aware as to what is taking place for us, but also for others. And this verse, it says, with this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people, for all the saints. So not only do I need to be alert and aware of wherever I'm at, but I also need to be aware of where, brothers and sisters, where you all are at. I need to be praying for you. And the answer is, the answer is, I don't know. That's that's the wrong answer. I'm just letting, letting you know that's the wrong answer. But to be aware, to be alert, to have like, uh, to have this, where um, where we're alert and aware in our prayer time, it doesn't mean that we that doesn't mean that we don't have to like stop and have chisel out, um, make it a priority. To have time to pray? So, this is one of the things I, I tell people in the hospital often. I tell them this. I, I say, uh, Well, if you have to be somewhere, I'm glad you're here. I think sometimes God's able to provide through our providers. I said, Well, sometimes I'll say, Well, I'd heard it said once before that uh, humans were the only living creature that the more lost we are, the faster we go. Like a deer, if it gets lost, it slows down. You know, it just doesn't keep on going forward. It goes, it's like, tries to slow down. Other creatures, they get lost, they like, try to figure it out. Humans, we get lost. We just do more we get faster and faster. And then we just kind of like wonder why everything's all just like wound up inside. And then we say we're going to pray. And, and being aware of prayer, I'm, I'm just not even, we need to slow down and stop and do this, right? And so sometimes for people in the hospital, I say this is, could be a blessing in the sense that you have an opportunity now to slow down, that you can't do anything else. And everyone else out there doesn't have this chance. I just pray that God uses at least that in your life right now. So now what we need to do is we also need to be disciplined in our lives to, to slow down and to be alert as we pray. Why is it that Jesus like took so many times that he would just like head off and pray because he needed to? And the encouragement for us today as a church is we want to see prayer be more integrated into who we are, right? God's power applied comes through that integration and this is who I am, right? And if it's not integrated into who you are and how you go about things and a regular part of it, then it's not going to be there. And so this is an encouragement to, like, take that next step. If you're like, I pray every now and then when I think of it, whatever it is, Take the step to make an integration into the, this is who I am. I mean, you see people like in, in uh, different faiths. They have like a certain time of the day they pray. They pray this. They pray this. They, they well, that's pretty integrated. They have a time. If you need to set up a time that this is my time, then I do this every day. Do that. Set up that time. When it comes down to it. Like, it's not just going to, like, that space needs to be valued, right? And this isn't like a, you have to do this. This is like, this is such a blessing to do this. You, you ever, like, take, a, take an ax and you try to, like, chop some wood with an ax and, uh, and it's dull. It's dull. Man, I, I had this one, this my, uh, growing up, I have four sisters, right, two older, two younger, and, and my, we had a wood-burning stove at, at one of the houses where my dad thought it was my job to, to do that. It was. My sisters thought it was also my job to do everything else, too. But anyway, that's another story. I'm a little bitter about that. I'm praying about that one. Okay. Well, sometimes you'd have these logs that split, and I had this method, and I would just beat it up until it finally something finally broke through, because I didn't have that much strength. But I found if I, like, sharpened the axe, the the maul was a little bit sharper. It would go in more. I was doing the same amount of effort, but it was making a bigger difference. And when we pray, we sharpen the saw, we sharpen the axe. You can go all day long with a dull saw or a dull axe. This is a chance to, to sharpen that. So what we have here today is God's power applied being integrated in us, and this prayer to be alert in our prayer. Oh, my goodness. To be alert. God, what do you have for me today?